our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be multiplied to all of you here this day as well as those who will be listening or are listening on the streaming video or later on YouTube. You may be seated. My dear friends in Christ, just a few words of introduction uh, to this sermon this morning. Um, I don't know if Pastor Meyer or Pastor O'Connor or someone uh, said something about it, but the sermon series that you are using for these Sundays in Advent comes uh, from the work of uh, Dr. Paul Robbie, professor at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. Even though uh, Pastor Robbie retired a few years ago, and that is starting to show my age to me because he came to the seminary a couple years after, or as a student, a couple of years after I began my work there. And he served almost his entire ministry there at the seminary. Now he has retired. But the words of our message this morning are part of this special Advent series and based upon the words today of the prophet Isaiah in chapters 13 and 14. Yahweh is the God of ancient Israel. His name is most consistently translated as Lord in the English versions of the Bible. In fact, many translations use all capital letters whenever this special Hebrew word appears to indicate that this is the sacred and holy name of God. It was this Lord who made ancient Israel his own covenant people. This God of ancient Israel is the almighty creator of the heavens and the earth, the only true God, the God who deserves to be heard. And through his called prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, he spoke to his people over 2,700 years ago. And what he said to them remains his speech to us 2,700 years later. God's ancient words spoken through Isaiah, the mighty seer of old, remain God's word. Today we want to hear and heed his words. We want to let the ancient prophet Isaiah speak to us today. He calls us to get ready for the future coming of the Lord. Are you ready? Let us listen to Isaiah and God speaking through Isaiah. Behold, the day of Yahweh is coming, cruel and with anger and hot wrath, to desolate the earth to desolation, and its sinners he will exterminate from it. For the stars of the heavens and their constellations will not shine their light. The sun will have become dark when it goes forth, and the moon will not make its light bright. And I will visit in punishment against the world its evil, and against the wicked their iniquity. And I will make cease the pride of the presumptuous ones, and the proudness of the terrible ones I will lay low. I will make humans 
sparer than fine gold, and man sparer than the gold of Ophir. Therefore the heavens I will convulse, and the earth will shake out of its place by the anger of the Lord of hosts, and in the day of his smoldering wrath. And Babylon, the beauty of kingdoms, the splendor of the pride of the Chaldeans, will become like God's overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah. But the Lord will show compassion to Jacob. This is the word of the Lord through Isaiah the prophet. Are you ready for the coming day of the Lord God Almighty? Isaiah calls you to take heed. For the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, will come in a terrible way. It is a truly frightening picture. The almighty creator of the heavens and the earth will come into his universe and will come to earth in all of his raw power. The entire cosmos will come undone. The heavenly bodies will go dark. The heavens will convulse. The earth will shake. Life will not and will not be able to go on as usual. The entire creation will become unhinged. It's interesting that in the second reading for today, the Apostle Peter says the same thing about this day. The day of the Lord will come like a thief. On that day, heaven will pass away with a roaring sound. Everything that makes up the universe will burn and be destroyed. Heaven will pass away the earth and everything that people have done on it will be exposed. All these things will be destroyed in this way. And why will the holy almighty creator enter into his creation in such hot anger? He will come in his anger and wrath against sinners. He will come to punish the wicked for their evil and iniquity. It will be judgment day. We sinners are all curved in on ourselves. We strive to be self-determining, self-directed, self-absorbed, self-centered, self-glorifying. That is what we call original sin. The desire to be autonomous, the desire and constant effort to be like God and to replace God with ourselves. In the 13th chapter of Isaiah, the prophet breaks us all out of our carnal fleshly security and complacency, and he calls us and all sinners to take heed. The day of the Lord is coming. There will be an ultimate judgment day. You are accountable to your maker and not only to yourself. You are responsible to the Lord God Almighty and not only to yourself. It doesn't matter whether we like it or not, whether it makes us feel good or not. It's the truth. There is coming a judgment day when everyone has to stand before the Creator and the judge of all. The potter gets to judge the pots he has made. He holds them to account. The day of the Lord is coming. 
and it is coming soon. This will mean utter humiliation for all human pretensions and pride. At the time of Isaiah the prophet, the city of Babylon was the glory capital of the world. The ancient Near East admired Babylon for its splendor and beauty. An example was King Hezekiah. Envoys from Babylon came to Jerusalem and King Hezekiah tried to impress them with the glory of his own kingdom. But the day of the Lord will come and will make to end all the pride of the presumptuous ones. He will lay all the arrogant low in abject humiliation. The city of Babylon was considered the beauty of kingdoms, the splendor of the pride of the Chaldeans who lived in the immediate south. Other nations admired the glory of Babylon. In response, Isaiah proclaimed, God will make Babylon like Sodom and Gomorrah, a wasteland, a place only for desert creatures to occupy. Because we sinners have fundamentally and arrogantly rebelled against our Creator, God in his just wrath will remove us from his sight. This is the terrible future awaiting all naked, proud sinners. Isaiah stated the threats of God's judgment in their most severe way. God will exterminate all sinners and punish all the wicked. It is a frightening prospect. The Apostle Paul calls it the wrath which is to come. The day of wrath and the revealing of God's righteous judgment. It will come like a thief in the night and bring destruction to those who are carnally secure. St. Peter calls it the destruction of the ungodly. We all need to hear this warning and threat. It's easy to become preoccupied with our own daily concerns to become curved in unto ourselves. And we Americans are tempted to become infatuated with the rich and the famous, admiring their glory. So we need to hear Isaiah 13 and to lead, let it lead us to repentance, to fall down and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And in the process, for you and for me, there is good news. Isaiah did not stop there. He went on to set forth a contrast. The self-glorying kingdoms of the world, like Babylon, have no future. But God's Israel, his own people, will have a future. But the Lord will show compassion to Jacob. Isaiah promised that God would show compassion toward his people Israel and restore them. He would bring them back from exile and make them his very own people once again. God began to do that in the time before Christ's incarnation. He brought the Israelites back to Jerusalem in the 500s, in the 400s B.C. 
But that was only a beginning. The true fulfillment came with Jesus, the Messiah. Here we find a very close connection with the Old Testament lesson for this second Sunday in Advent. From Isaiah 40, which speaks of the coming of the Lord. It is, begins with the word of comfort. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem, that her warfare is over, her iniquity is part. And then comes the great prophecy of the voice. The voice speaking out, crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. It is the language of an arrival of a great and powerful personage, a king, if you will. For his arrival, the valleys will be filled, and the mountains and the hills made low. The paths will be made straight. I suppose in our day and age, it would be saying like somebody will build a multi-lane expressway straight and level for the coming of the Lord. And in the gospel for today, we hear St. Mark show us the fulfillment of these words when he says that the prophet Isaiah said, Makes, prepare in the desert a highway for our God. And John the Baptist came, telling people and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. John came preparing the way for Jesus. In order to restore God's Israel, Jesus went through the deserved punishment himself. He took upon himself the wrath of God in the place of sinful Israel, and in fact, in the place of all sinners. He became the suffering servant promised in the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, and the iniquity of all sinners was laid on him. He suffered the eternal punishment that we all deserve. The Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He received God's justice in place of the guilty. And his righteousness is reckoned to the multitude of sinners. There is a blessed exchange our sins went on him, and his righteousness was accounted to us. Through the gospel, God gives you that righteous status before God. There's no need to fear the coming day of judgment. You belong to the Messiah by faith. You were baptized into him. And therefore you belong to his Israel, his people. The Israel upon whom he shows compassion. We need not fear the coming day of judgment. Jesus himself said, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. On the last day, Jesus is the one who will judge the living and the dead. 
It will be a terrible day of wrath to all those who stand before him naked in their own iniquity. But to those who are clothed in his robes of righteousness, it will be a glorious day. The day of restoration and rest for God's Israel. Including you all. The day of the Lord is coming soon. Repent and believe the gospel. Jesus will give you the crown of righteousness. The closing verse of the closing hymn that we will sing today most appropriately speaks of these very things. Paul Gerhardt, the sweet singer of the Lutheran Church in Germany in a time of great trial and tribulation writes, He comes to judge the nations, a terror to his foes, a light of consolation and blessed hope to those who love the Lord's appearing. O glorious sun, now come. Send forth your beams most cheering and guide us safely home. In Jesus' holy name, amen. The peace of God.